Hello, homies. So today's a little bit of a different one. I have got with me the lovely Sharon Ralston. Say hi, Sharon. Hello. And Sarah Scott. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> and Donna Sadsius. Hi, Donna. Hello. <laughs> now, these three incredible ladies were, I don't know if it's brave or crazy enough to join my little team. Um, Sharon, a year, was it a year and a half ago now that you joined, hey? Yeah, April. And, yeah, April Last, 2021, yeah. hey. And Sarah was, was that about October 2021, I think? So that's over yeah, a year. That's it. And Donna is probably about, what, six months ago or so? Yeah, about six months, I think. Yeah, and these three um, incredible ladies have got a wealth of experience amongst them, and it's just been such a blessing because I think as homeopaths, often we can be quite alone just in our own little home clinics and not have much support. So it's been wonderful to have these ladies to bounce ideas off and um, to help support the mums in our Australia Women's Support Group for Homeopathy that we have here. So uh, ladies, I thought we would just do a little bit of a year in review and just have a little chat you know it's nice for our clients um, here in Australia to just hear what what a meeting sounds like between us and and what sort of things we like to chat about um maybe Sharon do you <laughs> put me on the spot <laughs> don't put me on the spot. <laughs> do you want to maybe have a chat about uh maybe what sort of courses you've done this year oh courses well I've finished off my course of George Vitoulkis Oh, did you? Um, the two-year um, diploma, I think mm -hmm. it is, um, which took three years. <laughs> but, <laughs> so it's a tough one because actually a lot of people are looking at doing that course, and it is a great course. But people look at the amount of time, the two years, and think, oh, this is only two years, I'll do that. But it's actually, yeah, it's hard going to get it done in two years, I think, if as a homeopath, <laughs> there's lots of information to go through but that was good um what other courses we've signed up for hillary dorian's master class so mm -hmm. just a couple under our belts there um and that's about it have you done oh, some tons of yes we've done some of tons yeah yeah do you and sarah maybe want to have a chat about that don i don't know if you've done any of his courses this year as well but sarah no. do you want to maybe say a bit about tons tons courses and maybe what it is and and what the courses were about yeah, so Tom um, is a homeopath over in Europe and he's kind of revolutionized this new methodology of prescribing. Um, he uses a lot of detoxing remedies and um, a lot of courses where you can balance out hormones and neurotransmitters and all sorts of amazing things that I didn't think I'd be looking at as a homeopath. Mm -hmm. um, so I've become a little obsessed with that this year. It's uh, come into my practice a lot. Um, I'm eagerly awaiting his next book on it, which is due out next year. Um, his courses are phenomenal. They're, they can be uh, pretty intense and heavy going with the sort of topics and complex cases that he deals with. Um, but he, he does, he does uh, seminars throughout the year, so you get to pop in and out as much as you want, and the topics are very varied. Um, I recently did... Um, one on the brain neurotransmitters which was um amazing and the work for children that have had any um if there's been any issues during pregnancy or during the labor and delivery process 
and a lot of the brain neurotransmitters really helping um, ease some of the complaints afterwards that they've had. So that's been um, that's been amazing and really interesting to sort of watch what he's doing and progressing with that. But yeah, I love all that. Well, that's actually really cool because me and Sharon went to this like retreat day, like yoga and meditation and stuff like that. And she shoved me these remedies that said BDNF on them and said, try that. So that's the brain derived neuro factors, I think, or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I still don't even know like how, what I'm supposed to do with that. I think I need to go do that course of tons, <laughs> but have you used that in your clinic yet, Sarah? Like what sort of things have you seen with it? Um, I haven't used that one. I've just ordered it. So I have it in clinic because I have, um, I saw a client recently that I thought would uh, benefit from it based on what Tan had been saying. So um, my plan is to um, have a look and see if that's going to be useful at the follow-up. And we've started with a few other clearing um, courses with that child. Um, So I haven't used it yet, but I can already see a few people um, with, you know, their intake forms that it's going to be something mm-hmm. that's going to be worth looking at for them. Yeah. So next year, I think it'll be more yeah. in use. Be a good one. And um, you can use that one. He says it's really good for anybody up to 28 years old. Hey, I mean, I can't see why not. I was even thinking on the other side of the spectrum with Alzheimer's and dementia. And yeah. What do you think? Yeah, in the aged care sector. Yeah, absolutely. Age, yeah. I'll try it on my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I'm telling. (laughs) Donna, have you done any courses this year? Uh, I mean, you've got 20 years experience behind you. You probably don't need any courses. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there. But I did do a SARCO course with Dr. Garang. Um, That was quite interesting. What was it called? It was a SARCO course. All all about SARCOs. Yeah, and I got to use one of the ones we were taught quite soon after I finished the course. Do you want to hear about that? Yes, yes. please. And also tell yeah. our okay. listeners what SAR codes are. So some of them won't know. Body's own substances. So something that's made from the body. Um, so uh, a retired colleague, homeopathic colleague, breeds dogs now. And she asked me if I would have anything for a dog that the semen is the morphology was wrong, but like half of, or even more than half of them didn't have tails. Wow. And they were like malformed and not a lot of the sperm. So it was very low count, something like 28% or something. <clears throat> and I said, well, funny about that. I just did a sarcoid course. So um, yes, I've got two in mind. One is testosterone and the other one is orchitinum. So I had a bit of a think about it and I chose orchitinum. It is made from testy extract wow so we know what that might be (laughs) (laughs) boom (laughs) so um we did that uh five doses uh, sorry uh daily dose for about five days and then i think she swapped to just um you know now and then so every few days she'd give a dose next time the the sperm was tested it was uh, improved to like 80 something percent morphology was excellent and then the, the last test you just had done was 98%, so it's perfect. Wow. So that That's dog's amazing. ready for breeding again. <laughs> well, I hope you get a free puppy out of it at least. <laughs> uh, no, I've already got two. <laughs> but now there's one of her female dogs that is having problems, um, uh-huh. not not conceiving when it should be. So we're, I just gave her yesterday um, 
Ufarinum, mm. which is made from the ovary. So that's the next test we're going to do. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really amazing. exciting. Now, for our listeners, Donna treats, uh, is it just specifically dogs or animals in general? Dogs well? specifically, but I do cats and whatever else comes at me. Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and what's have you had any interesting dog cases? I mean, those two are pretty interesting, but any other interesting dog cases this year? Um, one I can think of was maybe like uh, hay fever. So mm. it's sneezing, runny eyes, runny nose. And then started to get itchy and got like what's called a hot spot. So on the on her side, like on the ribs, left rib, mm. was um, losing hair, itchy, and then you could just see like blood and skin. It was pretty yucky to look at. Um, checked the repertory, of course, and came up with squilla. Oh. So it is for hay fever, and it actually has eruptions or something. I've forgotten exactly now, but on the left side of ribs. So exactly where the, mm. that happened with the hot spot, that remedy had in the in the remedy picture. So fixed it up. Like I think hair was grown back within ten days completely. It was amazing. just amazing. No more hay fever. Oh wow! Have you guys have you noticed a lot more hay fever cases oh, this year? I yes. think hay fever has gone through the roof, and it's. Mm. A lot much stronger. My typical remedies that would usually work on a particular person, just not touching it at all. Yeah. It has its I've definitely ridiculous. noticed that as well. It's interesting because you guys are over on the east coast of Australia and we're here on the west mm. coast, me and Sharon. So for you to also notice that, it's very interesting. But I have definitely noticed that. And people that haven't had hay fever for years suddenly getting it, and the ones yeah. that get it every year are getting it much worse than normal. Yeah. So that has been very interesting. Yeah. And obviously it's just a sign of the immune system not working properly. And, um, you know, there's been some interesting things happening the last couple of years that certainly uh -huh. suppressed a few people's immune systems. So I guess it makes sense, hey? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I'm trying a histamine course with one person to see if that'll just sort of re-regulate things because the typical remedies that are coming up for her aren't working. So I'll let you know how that goes to see if that sort of resets the system. Mm. What about poly IG though? I know. Yeah, as of course. I've got that as well. Yeah. Mm. Now, yeah, if you say when you in. say histamine course, can you just explain to our listeners what you mean by that? Yeah, so um a histamine course would be um histaminum in four potencies. So thirty mm. C, two hundred C, one M and ten M. So this is following uh Tom's work. Um, and you would do a course, you can do them in all different sort of ways and different lengths of time. And if it's a very acute um, situation, you might, you could even do all four potencies in one day and mm. um, ascending through them if it's very acute. In but one day? Stand, yeah, you can do it in one day if it's very acute. That's time's oh, that's recommendation. Um, but if it's, if it's something that's been going on for a while and it's not so extreme and acute, um, then you might want to do it over four weeks. You could do one potency twice a week um, and moving up through the potencies. Or the, the standard one is about eight weeks. You do um, two weeks at each potency moving up. While we're on the Ton Janssen uh, detox protocols, you know, a lot of our clients, it can take like, you know, if we're doing a typical vaccine detox for a child, it can take up to about a year to do it. Unless obviously you do the poly childhood vaccines, which has got all of it in one go. But um, for any of our clients who see any of us that do Ton Janssen's protocols, um, it tends to be on a Monday and a Thursday. 
generally, unless, you know, you've picked a different day with your homeopath or you're doing a couple at the same time. So one might be one Monday to Thursday, the next might be Tuesday to Friday. I always feel like I'm a little bit behind with the times, but one of my clients actually told me this great little tip the other day of how she remembers to take it is she goes into her iPhone and she sets the, an alarm. I didn't know that you can label alarms. Okay, don't laugh, <laughs> but you can actually label alarms. So you can make your alarm go off at a certain time um, every Monday and every Thursday and then label that alarm with detox. And so my alarm's actually just been going this whole year on a Monday and a Thursday. It goes off and with a label of detox. And I've just kind of been doing like one after the other. Um, I finished the DTP vaccine detox, which I started at the start of the year, but then I had the appendicitis after that. So, um, and contraceptive detox, I've start, just completed because that one I kind of half started and didn't finish. And then the poly heavy metals one I've done this year as well. So, and my husband's doing a few detoxes at the moment. He's actually doing the mole detox because we've just, um, there's this online test you can do. And if you actually just Google um, CIRS online test, it will come up. It's about $25 to do the test. Um, his doctor actually recommended that he does it. And you answer all these questions. Um, and then at the end, it will give you like a score on what the possibility is that you have CIRS, which is chronic inflammatory response syndrome. And that might be due to mold or toxins or all sorts. And his his response actually came back so high that of the likelihood of mold, which finally it feels like we've got a little bit of an answer to this um, chronic inflammation that he has and the chronic pain that he has and the migraines and everything else that we've been trying to you know help him with for so long and sent him to so many different people. And um, so, yeah, including myself, but I, you know, it's not good treating your own partner and most homeopaths don't. So I always, he's my <laughs> guinea pig. I always send it to all other practitioners if they have any help. But we're busy doing the mold detox with him now, and um, he's been doing really good on that. So he's um, had a great response. Um, so I've also, in addition to that, um, a while ago created this little detox remedy, which has got um, phytolacca and pulsatilla low potency in it for the lymphatics. It's got hydrasis in there for the gut. It's got um, uh, milk thistle and dandelion for the liver, and it's got berberus for the kidneys, and I don't know what else it is, but all in low potency, like 6X potency. And I've been saying to my clients, if you want to just do like a gentle detox or alongside your homeopathic detox that you're doing, just put two pillows in your water bottle, shake it and drink it during the day. And uh, Yaku, my husband's actually made this incredible discovery that when he takes his detox, the mold detox remedy, quite often he almost instantly gets this really bad headache. And then he'll take this detox support remedy and the headache will go away. And just in general, at any other time when he started getting headaches, just for random reasons, he's taken this detox remedy and it's gone away. And he's always like my barometer because he is Scorpio. So he's very black or white, no in between. So either something works or it doesn't. And he will never entertain me by saying a remedy works when he doesn't feel it doesn't. So it's been great to get his feedback. I kind of went a little bit off topic there, but I just wanted to let you know about, well, actually, to be fair, I don't feel anything's going to be off topic today because it was an opportunity just for us to chat about what's been happening this year. I think that's a nice thing to um, add in, though, the detox support remedy. I, I find the detoxes in general to be pretty gentle yeah. um, and n n no big sort of um, responses that people are getting, just, mm. you know, feeling really good on it. But mm. there have been occasions where uh, people with any with any prescription, people mm. can be a little bit more triggered than they're comfortable with. So mm. having the detox support along with it, you know, it just gives them a bit of that security blanket that if they need it, they mm. can do that and be, you know, their own doctor and self-prescribe with that a little bit. 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, what about books? Oh my gosh. Anyone yeah. had any exciting books this year? Who wants to start? <laughs> I know. Well, books I've lost make all my money to books this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the other day I was talking to Sarah about books and she told me about this great book. So I was going to order it because my niece was going to be coming over from the UK and now she's not coming. So I was really disappointed about that, but also my book. And then yesterday the book arrived and Sarah was like, my God, that was quick. I said, I actually ordered it about three months ago, but it's taken so long to get here. So thank goodness I didn't order it from the UK as well. So yeah, Homeopathy for Midwives oh. by um, Barbara Geraghty. So that, and then of I course wanna, Ian Watson, two of his the homeopathic miasms and also oh, Christmas is busy. <laughs> Christmas break. Um, I really want to get Ian's uh, The Tower of Homeopathy. I haven't read that one yet, but mm. when we did the interview with him, that sounded really fascinating. Have either of you ladies got that book? No, but it would be good, no. I'm sure. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. I and know. Donna, you've just got Colin Griffith's new books. Yes. <laughs> those are, I haven't those joined. Are I've just looked at the indexes <laughs> so far. <laughs> it's also my Christmas reading. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had a chance yet. I and those are some. great. I bought these three books this year as well. And um, I was prescribed Berlin Wall the other day, and it was really nice to be able to find some information in that. Also, yeah. um, I took my son to a homeopath this year for the first time in his life. He's 11. So we've just started seeing some of those hormonal changes in him. And I'm like, right, that's it. You need to go to a homeopath. <laughs> and she prescribed plutonium nitricum for him, which I thought was really interesting. And then as I was flicking through Colin's books, because I only just got them a few months ago as well, I haven't had a chance to properly read them. I found plutonium nitricum in there. I thought, oh, let me have a read through this. And uh, I didn't realize that the other name for Pluto is Hades. And yeah. the crazy thing is that my son played Hades in a school play this year. Oh, so I was like, how freaky is that, that she prescribed him plutonium nitricum when he was Hades in the concert? And, you know, he goes to Steiner school, so often the teachers will, you know, they see things in the children that, you know, they wouldn't otherwise. And so this homeopath obviously saw something that, you know, possibly a Steiner teacher saw as well, which, yeah, it was, which is actually, you know, this little character, but it's also got this sweet little romantic side to him, but it's kind of like misunderstood. Um, yeah. Is Hades was, the god of the underworld? Mm, yeah. And, he and then takes he falls in love. Yeah, he falls in love with Persephone. Yeah. So it was interesting. But, um, and oh, then, cool. you know, his homeopath was saying that plutonium nitricum is actually a really good ancestral clearing remedy as well. I'm like, oh, that's really mm. cool. But yeah, Colin Griffith's seminar, I did that one this year through CHE. Um, I think you did as yeah. well. Did you ladies as well? Hey. Yeah. It's so fascinating how we've got these remedies to clear all this ancestral trauma. And Actually, that triad of his with the syphiline of thymus gland and ayahuasca, that's some really beautiful changes with that remedy. I've really enjoyed prescribing that. Yeah, I've done that one as well. Mm. Yeah, And I just received Berlin Wall yesterday, so I'm looking forward to mm. doing that one. And now uh, that's interesting because, you know, some homeopaths put, uh, put Berlin Wall, store it far away from their other remedies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just refuse. I refuse to I buy that. into that superstition because I used to <laughs> store my camphor away because, you know, a lot of homeopaths oh, yeah. store their camphor away. Um, and I think actually plutonium nitricum is the other one that they say to store away from the other remedies because it's so powerful. But I'm like, 
I'll say homeopaths are not immune to superstition because, you know, I purposely have my camphor in with my other remedies because I refuse to buy into that. And the other remedies are still working. But I wonder where we get this kind of superstition from, from one remedy is going to antidote another. I don't believe that. I think they they all have their own energy that's, I don't I know. know. Or maybe there is an element to it that I'm clearly just missing. But. And even, I mean, I got in my son's car and I'd given him a remedy in a little clear um uh, you know, those old little like vodka bottles wow. you got in oh. the swimming pool or something. So I'd, I'm a swimming pool aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a swimming pool. Yeah. The the yeah. You're allowed to say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and um, put water in and his remedy. And I can't remember what it was for. Um, or if it was Nux for after a big night or this or that. And I got in his car and it was sitting in the door. You know, it's a clear bottle sunshine he parks it outside of uni so I mean the car gets to goodness knows what and I said to him you know this he says well he said why not so I said because it stops you know the effectiveness and that and he says well I'm telling you now he said it still works all the time and I thought well there we go and that sat in his car for a year never been changed I put nothing in it just water <laughs> and his remedy and yeah well this last this number summer one. I purposely left my first aid remedy kit in my car all throughout summer. And, you know, it's 40 degrees outside here on some days. And, you know, goodness knows, like you said, how many degrees is in the car. And I've yeah. purposely used the aconite and the arnica in there and it still works. So, yeah. you know, we have to be a little bit careful, I guess, saying that because we don't want somebody to accidentally antidote their remedy at not working and then them thinking homeopathy doesn't work. But mm-hmm. I've had so many clients now that have said to me they have their remedies with the food. And I mean, Donna, you probably give... I mean, some of your people probably give the remedies to their animals in their food. I know one of the homeopaths I had on the podcast says they tell them to put the remedies in the food. Yeah, I don't, though. I prefer, yeah, tip the pill into your palm and let them lick it off Mm. or just pop it straight into the side of their mouth or make it like a syringe, uh, you know, wet dose and syringe it in. Yeah. But also travelling overseas, like, Back and forth, yeah. I was going three or four times a year. Mm. None of my remedies didn't work. They all yeah. still worked. So mm, yeah. even with all that radiation. Mm. Exactly. Mm. I know. I have to share They're with pretty you ladies. tough, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are tougher than what we think. Um, I have to share with you ladies another book that I just got is Getting Back on Track with Megapotency Homeopathy. And uh-huh. um, we're actually now going to be suppliers of Jill's book, and she's a bit on the show. The episode will be released soon. But um, that's been a whole other game changer for me is the megapotency homeopathy. Have, have any of you used much of that? No. Not enough. And But I started listening <clears throat> to her book. I really was enjoying that. Yeah. Um, I just haven't had enough long car journeys recently to keep <laughs> going. <laughs> but, yeah. that, with that, the other um, – when I was listening to it, because I first listened to her audio book and then I was like, okay, you know, I have to get her on the show. I have to buy her books. Um, and she talked about lead and I was like, oh, my gosh, it sounds a lot like my husband. And then I, as I was listening to it, I literally just had this aha moment. I was like, oh, my God, he's got this tick bite on his leg that actually the skin <laughs> is kind of like all necrosed around it, like really mm. dark and raised. And it's been there for like a couple of years. Um, like I said, yeah. Anyway, so. I was like, oh, my gosh, Leadum. Like, maybe that's the one that he needs. So literally just this week, he's had a dose of Leadum CM. So watch this space. It's going to be really interesting to see how he goes on that. But yeah, um, I've had a Leadum um, story uh, in the last two weeks with myself. I dropped um, a wooden block from a height 
onto the hinge of my big toe and the pain was intense (laughs) very very intense I couldn't speak for about 10 minutes and the kids ran and got me some arnica and that uh, took the edge off the pain instantly but I woke up the next morning and it was black my whole toe was black I couldn't move it at all it wasn't sore to walk on or put um, weight on which I thought was phenomenal and um, mm. but I was convinced it's probably broken I probably chipped something or cracked something I am um, I didn't do anything about it for the day I, I continued with my arnica for the day and um, and then when I got home that night I thought actually it's probably a crush wound it's probably not and mm. um, Lidum would probably be better for it um, and it was just so black as well so I took one dose of Lidum I woke up the next day bruise almost entirely gone full range of movement back and, and all swelling gone. It's been fine ever since. One amazing. dose of bleeding. Oh, you see, just, I know we're talking about mega potencies, but you know, <laughs> your amazing. normal first aid kit, it just, uh, yeah, I couldn't get over it. Mm. So good. That is great. Really good. Did you, you didn't take a photo, of course. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> but I have eyewitnesses because they all saw it from one day to the next and they were like, oh my goodness, what has happened? Well, yeah, you respond fast to the remedies then because I think it was the start of the year where, yeah, it was the start of the year where you had that rash with your neck and um, you took that remedy and that was just a couple of doses and the rash is gone and you did take a photo that time. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. Yeah, I do. I, I respond very fast, actually. Yeah, amazing. Any other, I mean, what sort of other stories pop up in your minds about how you've used remedies this year or, or what's anything interesting happened in your clinic? Have you seen any interesting cases? What's What do you ladies want to have a chat about? Oh, I think my most frustrating <clears throat> this year has been coughs. Mm. Coughs have yes. been horrendous. We're um, waiting for your book, Eugenie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> I know. And that's been a tough one for me. Um, and even I've had, I have also had a cough this year, which I haven't had a cough for years. So I think it's been really good for me <laughs> to remember what it's like to have a cough and realize that's why people do often you see them and they say, and I've taken this and this. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, stop. But when you've got that cough, mm. it's hard not to keep looking for the next remedy. I've yeah. had that just uh, about three weeks ago. I was just a little bit off. I don't quite know what was up there. Um, and, okay, you know, just really exhausted. And I think I just kind of overdone things a little bit. And then I had um, had a bit of a cough, had a bit of a snotty nose, which, I mean, I cannot remember when last I had a snotty nose. Like it must have been when I was a kid. No. I don't think I've had one as an adult. <laughs> and also, once again, I can't remember when last time was I had a cough. But then I had this cough that lingered for, you know, a few days, um, probably a good week or so. But Every time I took a dose of Rumex, it would go away. And it was, I actually ended up canceling a bunch of podcasts. And I even had the beautiful Miranda Castro booked in. And I had to message her and say, I can't talk to you because I keep coughing. But every time I'd have a dose of Ledum, it would work in under a minute. It was so great. Um, but I think if I could have rested, it would have been fine. But I still had clients booked the whole week. So, you know, the Ledum just had to kind of do its job. If I had been able to just stay home and rest for a couple of days, I probably, not. did I say Ledum? Yeah, yeah. Rumex. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I'm just. I know. I was busy thinking. Oh, me too. Oh. <laughs> I was just trying to see if you ladies are awake. <laughs> so Rumex. Sorry, Rumex. Um, yes. So I had some Rumex, and uh, it would just get rid of that tickle. Like in seriously, under a minute. Every time I took it, 
it would just go away in under a minute. And so, you know, I'd be coughing, start coughing in a consultation and the client would say, are you okay? And I'm like, no, no, fine. Take my dose of lead of Rumex. <laughs> and um, under a minute, it, it'll be fine. And that would be last maybe like an hour or so. And then I'd have to have another dose again. So, but it worked really fast. You could feel the instant relief from it. It felt like, you know, just dust and really dry and tickly and just really annoying. Mm. Um, it's just such a beautiful remedy. Mm. I've got a nice little case. Do you want to read, me to read out a bit? Yes, I please. Wrote a, wrote a few notes because it's a bit in a. It's actually for my sister. So mm-hmm. earlier this year, around March, she was admitted to hospital, um, organs shutting down, not so well. She's anorexia, you know, and different things, a lot, lot of history there. But she went, to, I was called to say that she's not going to make the weekend. So mm-hmm. I went down to see her and see what was going on. And she was okay that day, but the very next day she just went downhill and she was unconscious, unresponsive. Um so I contacted Dr. Dixit in India and asked him, you know, told him what's going on. And he said, um, I told him a bit about the history. He says, give one dose of Natramua zero by one. So I gave that. And later that day, we found out she was in status epilepticus, which is ongoing epileptic fits. Oh. So I let him know what was happening. And he said, give Artemisia vulgaris. So within 24 hours, she was responsive again not properly sitting up or anything like that but able to nod ahead and do different things and move a hand a little bit um so it was going in the right direction and then somebody on the ward a nurse or somebody got COVID so we were locked out of the hospital so I couldn't give her the remedy because we had to give it every two hours so we had a team of family giving it every two hours so after that she deteriorated to the point they said we're sending her home to die basically Mm -hmm. that was it Um, she'll be dead within two days so by the end of the weekend that'll be it so of course I had my opportunity again to give the Artemisia so I did (laughs) every two hours we were going all through the night we had a team of the family you know caring for all through the night and again she responded and by day two she was sitting up and drinking a cup of tea and able to drink some water and able to communicate, not properly talking, but yes, no, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, The nurse came on the Monday to sign the death certificate and she just couldn't believe her eyes. It was was a miracle, basically, that in such a short period of time that remedy could have fixed her like that. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah. she's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely incredible. It is. And I think that he chose that drug, number one, epilepsy, number two, anorexia, number three, um, from grief. Mm. So that was the the, the starting point, the grief. Mm. And, um, yeah, um, I studied with Dr. Dixit since I began homeopathy. So every Tuesday wow. we have a mentoring session for about two and a half hours. So lots of Indian doctor slash homeopaths and um we talk about all sorts of things, all cases. Um, we have a half an hour COVID session every week. We have a half an hour um, paediatric session, and then we get into cases and and other different things. That's a huge commit commitment to so two and a half hours every week. Every week, it's been going wow. for thirty five years. Wow! It's called the wow. Organon Club. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> I'd never heard of that. Yeah, so- sounds like we need to get him on the show, on the podcast. 
You could. He just turned 70. Um, That's all right. Jill that I interviewed just turned 80. Yeah. (laughs) He's still very active, still seeing clients, so I can ask him for you. Yes, please. And tell me, because you said the other day, so there's new information of treating COVID um, from the Indians as well as to what? Well, Eugenie, I think you've got Dr. Dixit's ZC, don't you? The zinc. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So they discovered putting those three remedies together would kind of oh. stop the side effects of COVID or um, use or to use as a preventative. Mm. And I've just done that with my daughter this week who came down with COVID on Monday. And from her ringing me, like going downhill so fast within an hour to getting on the ZC, it was just amazing the next day. She even got up and walked the dog. Mm. Like, I had COVID a month ago. I didn't get out of bed for three days, <laughs> but I was doing it. <laughs> so maybe the young, the younger respond better. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I had a case some... of um, the other day um, with someone who had COVID, and they were they're in uh, rural Victoria, so they didn't have they only had a few remedies at home that they'd already gotten, and. Was going to with Christmas Post, it's going to take a bit longer to get remedies to them, so they had to use whatever they had at home. And um, they used arnica, um, which I know a lot of homeopaths have used with COVID type cases, and um, but a lot of um clients don't think of arnica for this kind of illness. Mm-hmm. We just kept talking about achy, achy, achy body, mm. really, and um, you know, just that exhausted could barely move, really uncomfortable. He, When I did the Zoom with him initially, death's door just looked awful. Um, I had a follow-up two days later. Dre- I actually didn't recognize him because I hadn't met him before. He was dressed, looked so well. He was like, I can't believe it. He was talking again and um, felt so amazing and just arnica. So the remedies that I posted to him weren't needed at all because <laughs> wow, they aren't not needed now. Through, but... They probably yeah. will be at some stage. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's amazing. It's so good. So if you had to kind of sum up this year and and some highlights for yourself and what you've learned and, you know, and and maybe also just a little bit about what what you hope for for next year. I I can go first because it's it's probably probably not fair that I just throw this out to you and make you go first. But um, I think the things that I've learned this year is that this, it's so important to stay open-minded and I'm just thinking of the podcast more specifically and how at the start of the year I still had a certain way of this is how homeopathy's done this is right and this isn't right and all that and I just feel like I have zero of that anymore like this I've talked to so many homeopaths around the world who practice so wildly differently and seem to have great results in their clinics so my um my thing this year has been just you know do do what feels right and also that incredibly humbling experience I had in in the end of January of having my appendix rupture and having to go into hospital, um, uh, that was really incredible. The staff at the hospital were absolutely amazing. Um, I talked with several uh, several of them. I talked to about homeopathy, and they were actually really open <laughs> to it. And just you know, I was quite surprised by that. But um, it was so it was so wonderful to you know have this beautiful experience. It was actually um, yeah very, very healing, very beautiful experience. Um, and then also have my remedies at the hospital in the drawer right next to me. Um, Sharon popped in a couple of times and and brought me some remedies and you know gave me some, brought me some treats and kept me company, which was amazing. 
Um, but having the homeopathics right there to help me heal up alongside the mainstream medicine was really amazing. And I think my hope for next year is going to be to see more, even more people using homeopathy. It's um, really exciting to see more people kind of waking up and wanting to empower themselves and looking for safe alternatives. I've definitely seen a big increase of that this year. And it might just be my own little bubble that I live in, but I really feel that people are starting to open their minds up a little more. I've had so many clients this year that have said to me, I've been on antidepressants for 20 years, but because of what's happened with COVID, I don't trust the medical system anymore. I don't want to be on it anymore. I want you to help me get off them. And obviously we can't take anybody off their medication, but just with the work of the help of their doctor and working alongside us, that people are just starting to ask more questions. And I'm excited that more people wanted to empower their own health. And that's what I kind of hope for next year. It's just seeing more of that, more people using natural medicine, but also realizing that it doesn't have to be this or that. You can have both and that's totally fine. And you should be allowed to choose the best of everything that's on offer. And there should be zero judgment around that. So that's my hope for next year. That's a good one. That's fair. Sharon, good. I'll just pick on you again. Do you want to go next? <laughs> so I agree. It's been really interesting and um, with all the different ways of which people have practiced. And it's been really interesting. I, I've loved your podcasts for hearing all about that and from people all over the world. I, and there was a point where I was really stressed because of all the detoxes we were that ruled our clinics for a while because of everyone and all the mandates. And I mm. found that really hard and confronting, mm. but then realized, you know, it was just something that needed to be done to give people those choices and to support them emotionally and physically through that. And what would my hope going forwards would be the same, hopefully more just um, empowering people to treat themselves as well and mm. just boost their immune systems and try to, not get to where the, you know the sickness beforehand so hmm. i think that's one of the main things i um, really but- like i like that part that you said because you know i i stopped taking on new clients like i think two years ago so when the mandates came in over here a lot of people ended up getting the shot um and then they would come and see us beforehand to get detoxes so that they wouldn't have as many effects. So, I mean, you, that was before Donna joined us. So you and Sarah really took the brunt all of that because I didn't take on any new clients. So you had, I don't know how many consultations would you have had, probably like hundreds yeah. of people so coming to see you for that. So you would have had one after the next, after the next, after the next. So I can only imagine how challenging that might've been. And I guess that grows us as a practitioner because we have these people coming in one after the next, after the next, after the next, doing something that we personally would never do for ourselves. But because we're the unbiased uh, observer just out there to help, it teaches us that humility that it's not about our choices or what we would do. We're here to help and we are just going to try and do our best. So And educate as well. And educate. Show them there's another way. Mm. Yeah, and on that it was there was so much more than um I think in that space you had to be more than just a homeopathic practitioner you really had to be there emotionally for them to for them to have someone to sort of hold their hand a little bit Mm -hmm. through it because a lot of people felt this isn't really what they wanted to do but felt they had no other option and um, yes, they're coming to you for remedies to support them 
through this, but they wanted, they just wanted to be heard as well, to I for know. their concerns to be heard and for someone to say, um, you know, it's fine to feel that way. You know, yeah, like we're not so. advising them on getting it or not getting it or anything like that. We're just saying, you know, if you choose to get it, these are the, some things that you can do alongside it. Mm. We're always there to just offer remedies, but to actually listen to people, I think was a big part of the process for them. And I know that's always part of the consultation, but this felt so intense, this sort of listening aspect to it during all of that. That's all calmed down now because we're not in that the same space. But it was pretty, it was quite full on that whole mm. period. I know. And feeling, I mean, I'd have couples coming in and crying and one person yeah. taking one for the team to yeah. support the family. We've, I've chosen to give up the career so and I they'll know. do it instead. It was that, then, those kind of conversations. It was That's yeah. it. And parents bringing their kids in because they had to go to, le- wanted to go to Leavers and the children were going to go to Leavers. And, oh, it was horrendous. Um, but, you know, you learn from it and get through and, you know, so many different choices and people deciding what to do mm. and that you can't judge or, you know, with anything. Everyone's decision is their own. And so at least we can help them and hopefully, you know, lessen effects. So mm. that was it. Yeah. And how lucky that there is something that you can offer alongside. Like, yeah. you know, there is an, an, an option to go along with it to help support people very grateful to ton and his all his work that he's done mm. yeah so it's my turn yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not sure Watch sarah sarah hasn't really had a turn she just quickly kind of <laughs> oh, skimmed yeah. over that so she still needs a proper <laughs> turn we're coming back to you but donna <laughs> do you what's your year in reflection in your clinic and what's my your hope for next year in reflection is even though i'm 60 years old I have been gaining more and more in confidence Mm. and I don't know how that happens, but it's still happening. So being more confident in prescribing, being more confident to talk about homeopathy to others. Um, Like I'm also a Bowen therapist. So if I have a client on the table for Bowen therapy, I'll just say to them, you need homeopathy. Like before I would like skirt around it and be a little bit, you know, meek in suggesting Mm. but now I'm just straight out you need homeopathy I'll email you the the guide to start writing your history and they do it Mm. because um I think people have woken up more and more in this last three years that you know they need to do things to boost their health and their vitality so that's really good the thing that I'd like to do is I was supposed to by this time have finished a course for homeopathy for women's hormonal health and weight management. Uh, I've only just skirted around the beginning of it. (laughs) Yeah, so my aim is to get that finished (laughs) and start helping in that area. um, That's probably my future, actually. So I've done. That's my year in review and my future. Women's hormones are such a topic and it's so satisfying to treat because we have so many amazing hormones that can help so quickly. Oh, yeah. So it's a very satisfying area to work in because you can make a huge difference. And the flow-on effect of that, what that then has on the whole family. So when you've got the Mm -hmm. mum's hormones in balance (laughs) of the whole family and pets and everyone else is happier because of that. Exactly. But you know what? Oh, yes. I just say... The two top hormonal remedies that we have 
that aren't, you know, rare or anything is sepia and pulsatilla. I have to share this. I was just so irritable. I was with PMS the other day and just so sitting in my miserable irritableness. And then I was like, I should just go take some sepia. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. I want to feel this irritability. Like, and everybody on, else around me. Go and take it. Yeah. It's like, no, they deserve to like feel my anger and my irritableness right now. And I know if I just like took, I did take a dose of sepia at the end, but I had to kind of calm down enough to go and take a dose. But then I was you great find after that. When- do you find when you need sepia, the people around you need pulsatilla? Oh, I know I'm in a sepia state when oh. everyone else is in a pulsatilla. Now, that's my interpretation that they're in a pulsatilla place. Everyone feels very whiny yeah. when I'm in a sepia state. Oh, yeah. oh. So do you usually give them a pulsatilla and give me a sepia and then everyone's happy? Give it them a pulsatilla and me a wine. That's needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. True. So, Sarah, your your year in review and hopes for the future. <laughs> um, my year has felt very fast. Um, I feel like this year has absolutely flown by. Um, apparently, next year is going to um feel faster. So hold on tight. Um, yeah, I think it's it it's felt very fast and very busy and very full and incredibly rewarding and challenging and it's mm-hmm. just been a, a big year like it just feels like it's been a big year and I sort of sometimes I sort of look back and think I'm not sure how I'm still going how I'm still <laughs> doing what I'm doing and um, sometimes not as well as I'd like but um yeah I feel kind of proud of myself that I've gotten through this year it's felt very big um, and I saw a meme the other day saying that moment when you realize that 2023 is just around the corner and you're still trying to process 2019 and that's only four <laughs> years ago. And you just go, oh, my goodness, how is that possible? And um, so that's what it feels like for me at the moment that I'm mm. sort of I've gone four years and I'm still trying to process something from a long time ago. And mm. um, and I think um, I've just I've, I'm in a real um gathering information phase I, I'm just sort of eating homeopathy at the moment like I just I want all the information I want to learn from all of my colleagues and all the um, homeopaths that you get on your podcast and mm. I've bought way too many books that I can read this year and <laughs> yeah me too. Um, I've got a lot of reading to do <laughs> um, so my my uh, family keeps saying no more books until you finish the ones you have but it just keeps growing I keep getting deliveries to the door, so I can't stop it. Um, and I think next year, I think I just, I want to keep learning. I just really want to do, Sharon laughs at me all the time because I keep signing up to new courses yeah, and she's too. like, oh yeah, there's another one. Of course you've signed up. Of course you have. Yeah. And it's true. I can't stop it. I'm sort of addicted at the moment, but I feel like there's so much excitement for homeopathy mm. at the moment. Like if I you know. listen to, there's a lot of scaremongering that's, you know, it's, it's all it's all going to go downhill and we're not going to be homeopathy is not going to survive but you read the newsletter from martin and pleasant and you're like no they are inundated with requests they have so many practitioners signing up they've so many people purchasing from them we're Mm -hmm. all stocking up our supplies i just think there's a real it it feels like there's a buzz around homeopathy at the moment and i'm just so excited to be in it at this moment and i just want more of it so I just, I'm just kind of riding the wave. I feel mm-hmm. like the the water's being sucked out at the beach at the moment, and the tsunami's on its <laughs> way. So I feel like I just want to be involved in that homeopathy wave. So 
that's my goal for next year is just ride the wave. I feel exactly, yeah, that is like a round of applause. (laughs) I feel exactly the same. And if I see the rate at which people are signing up to study homeopathy, that is mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I just want to say one very last little thing is that um, for, uh, you know, if anyone else is listening out there, we've got this incredible software called Radar Opus. They've just recently had an upgrade. Um, I think people must think I like get something out of this. I honestly don't. It's just that it made such a huge difference in my clinic. They've upgraded their software to uh, Adonis. It's now called Adonis. And it used to have 2,000 remedies in it. And now with Adonis, it's got something like four or 5,000 remedies in it. So when you were talking about all this information, Sarah, and all the new remedies that we're getting and all the new, you know, all this information that's out there. I am loving Adonis mm-hmm. in my clinic because the crystal remedies are coming up. Orchids are coming up. Mushrooms are coming up. COVID nozos are coming up. Butterflies are coming up. All these really weird and wonderful remedies that I've been learning about this year is coming up in repertorization where they never used to before. And I'm finding that heaps of fun because now I've bought all these books this year you know, the new materia medica and all this sort of stuff. And now if it comes up in repertorization, I can actually just go through my new books and just read up on some of the materia medica of it. So mm-hmm. um, if you're going to, if you ladies don't already have a donor, definitely invest in that for the new year because it's been a lot of fun. I've prescribed some very cool things that I never would have otherwise because of that. So it's just made it more mm-hmm. interesting. Is, is that still on there month by month? One, you can just you can do it month, month by month as well. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I had the existing package, so it was only $100 to upgrade, which I don't even know how they can make it that oh, cheap. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Wow. The problem is you need a, my computer. I need a new computer as well because you've got to download the whole <laughs> just thing. Just get a new computer. Treat yourself. It's not even a treat. It's essential. It is essential. It's not even a treat. I wish they'd just have it up, up on a cloud somewhere where I could... <laughs> Ladies, yeah. it's been a wonderful year with you. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. And, you know, it's wonderful if I'm stuck in a case and I can just quickly message you and, you know, get some variety of ideas out. I hope also for us that our bond and our knowledge together will grow and we'll get even better systems in place of how we can communicate and as a team help our clients better and grow ourselves as practitioners as well. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. And have a wonderful new year. All the best. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.